desiring you, Lord. Oh, we desire you, Lord. Oh, we desire you, Lord. Oh, come and have your way, Lord. Let your kingdom come, Lord, and your will be done, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord God, we desire you, Lord. Oh, we want you, Lord. We've been singing about your glory this morning. And, Father God, we desire you, Lord, that you would come and reveal your very character to to us, Lord. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, that you're merciful and gracious and long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. Oh, yes, Lord God. Oh, yes, Lord God, reveal your glory, Lord. Oh, Lord God, we ask for your glory, Lord. Oh, we ask, Lord God, that you come and reveal yourself, Lord. Oh, reveal yourself to us, Lord, and to our community, to Lord, to a lost and dying world, Lord. Oh, come, Lord, and reveal yourself, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord God, you're full of mercy, Lord. Oh, come and have your way, Lord. We long for you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord, for coming, Lord. You're faithful and you're good, Lord. And every time we come, Lord, you come, Lord. You come and you inhabit our praises, Lord, and we feel you, Lord. And we know that you're moving in our life, Lord, and you're making a way. Oh, Lord God, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Come and have your way, Lord. Oh, speak through Pastor Paul this morning, Lord. Speak to him, Lord. And give us ears to hear and hearts to receive it, Lord. Oh, we don't want to be a stiff-necked people, Lord, but come, Lord, come. Come, Lord, come. We long for you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, bless you. I'm glad you're here this rainy morning. I want you to know if you've come to receive, you're going to receive. Those that are hungry that come are going to receive. You hear me? We're going to receive this morning. We didn't come here to go through the motions. We came here to receive God's word. We came here to stand in his presence, to bow before him in his presence. And I want you to know the presence of the Lord is here today. The presence of the Lord is here today. Amen. Amen. Lord, we bless you. We bless your holy name for you are worthy. You alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. Lord, we have been learning about your love, and I just ask you this morning, Lord, that we would actually be able to accept it. You are desiring to give us your love, but we need to accept it. Lord, we need to be able to receive it. Lord, we can hear your word and not receive it. Lord, Scripture says the seed can be scattered, but it not get in the ground. And Lord, I desire that the seed go in the ground today, Lord. And, Lord, that we be good ground. And, Lord, you know we're not perfect. You know what kind of ground we are. But, Lord, you're a gracious God and you're a merciful God. And you're one that comes in our time of need. And, Lord, I ask you that this church, this group right here this morning, that our ground would be ready. Regardless of the appearance, regardless of the rain, Lord, we want to get sad in the rain. The rain's not a time for sadness. The rain's a time for growth. The rain's a time for what we can't see to happen under that ground, that water to go down into that ground and to make those changes that we can't see and that we have no control over. We have no control over the seed. The seed goes in the ground and God, you've got to do the miracle, not us. Thank you, Lord. I thank you that that's where we are today and that we're we're for lack of a better term, we're helpless, Lord. 
We just don't know it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge you, and you will direct our path. Thank you, Lord. We're here to do that today, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Is your heart ready? Amen. A lot of distraction going on in the world today, and it's hard to get your heart right, even in church. Get your heart right. We've got to be ready to receive. Amen. We've been talking about God's love, and I really do hope that I'm going to get done with this today, and I think that I will. Claiming God's love. We can know God's love is out there, but have you claimed it? We can sit here and hear message after message. We can hear message after message about healing and never claim healing. Amen. We can sit here and know that there's healing, but never come to that healing fountain. Never come to that touch. It's time we come to the love of God. It's time we come to the love of God today. That's where we're going. If you remember, we've been talking about the love of God. We talked a few weeks ago about a a name that God gave us, Jehovah Rohi. You remember that? Y'all ought to remember that. I've said it probably 20 times now. Jehovah Rohi. Rohi. I am the Lord, your shepherd. Say shepherd. I'm the Lord, your shepherd. It says... Um, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We have been talking the last few weeks about how can we literally have no wants? How is the Lord our our shepherd? Think about him with his rod and his staff. Many want to look at that as abusive. Many want to look at that as controlling. But it is love. When we as parents shepherd shepherd our children correctly, it is love. It says that when we don't discipline our kids, we hate our kids. God disciplines those that he loves. We just read that in uh, Proverbs 3. God chastens those that he loves, and we should not reject it. In fact, it comforts us. His rod and his, his staff, they comfort me. There is something, there is something peaceful when you know your leader is over you and is taking care of you, whether sometimes it hurts when he takes care of you, but knowing that leader is in place, knowing your father, your earthly father or your mother is in place, when we can know that God the Father is in place, we live at peace knowing, you know what, I might get off a little bit, but there's somebody watching me ready to smack me in the rear end and get me back in line. God's a good God, and He takes care of those that He loves. But if you don't know He loves you, if you can't accept that He loves you, where does that leave you? About to lose my voice. How can I know I have no wants? Do you remember? Everybody ought to remember this first one because He knows me, and He still loves me. Even though God knows everything I've done, He still loves me. We've seen nothing can separate the love of God from you. Nothing. And there's nothing I can do that would cause Him not to love me. God created me. He is my creator. And just like I am Pete and Rita Marie and Ruth Ann and and Sarah, I'm not their creator, but I am their father. I am their father. God created them, not me. I didn't make the seed swim into the egg, and I didn't make the egg grow. I didn't make the seed grow. God did. 
but there's nothing they can do that would cause me to lose love for them. I might get disappointed. I might not like what they're doing. We compute disappointment with love. That's not right. God does not compute the two. We don't ruin God's love because we mess up. It's what kids think. Daddy's going to not love me anymore because I did this. You know what? I've not taught my children that I love them. I've taught them a messed up form of love. And that's where America is today. It's based on works. As I told you, I talked to some uh, Muslim families this weekend, and uh, last weekend, and I could tell with them it was all about what they do. And they said, what's the difference in your religion and mine? I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm here at a Easter egg party. Kids running around, and all of a sudden it was like E.F. Hutton. Everybody went, okay, what's he going to do now? And I said, the difference is Jesus. Hey, but, but we believe in Jesus. We believe he's a prophet. That's the difference. Jesus is not my prophet. Jesus is my Savior. In the Old Testament, they had to kill bulls and goats at the, at the, at the, year, uh, the, the Day of Atonement for sin. My Jesus, the perfect sinful lamb, was slayed on that altar for me never to have to kill another bull and goat. It's all been done. That's the difference is who Jesus is and my relationship with him, not how good I do. It, I can never do good enough. Never. But you know what I do? I plead the blood of Jesus. We've had to spend some time in the court this weekend and people up there pleading guilty or not guilty. You know what? Neither one of them work. I plead the blood of Jesus. Let Jesus stand for me. I have messed up. I am guilty. But Jesus says, no, my blood goes on me. Jesus loves me. It's not about how good I do. So second, I also know that I have no wants because he protects me. He is looking at me. He is caring for my needs. He has my cares. He wants my burdens. And then finally, I know that I have no wants because he guides us. We just saw that in Proverbs 3. If we'll trust him, he will guide us. You know, if I can know I'm protected, if I can know that somebody loves me and I can know somebody's guiding me, what else is there? What else is there to worry about? That takes care of my enemy. That takes care of my self-worth. And it takes care of my future. What else is there? If we can grab hold. So today, how do we respond? It's time to respond. You know, in worship, when you start getting a feeling in you, when something starts coming up in you respond there is a there is a, a wall of jericho going to come down when you open your mouth in response to worship you don't it may be chains on you that you don't even know you've got have you ever just sat there and thought man i just want to let it out but i don't know what people will think about me what will god think about you if you don't let it out. Hallelujah. Sometimes I come in here and I don't feel like worshiping. Have you ever done that? That's scary. You know what I have to do? 
I have to make a choice. Let me just tell you, worship isn't an emotion. It's a decision. Forgiveness isn't an emotion. It's a decision. If I wait for the right emotion to forgive you, I'll never forgive you. It'll never come. Because my flesh is fighting it. And I'm standing right there some mornings. And all of a sudden, Paul, it doesn't matter if it's too loud, if it's too quiet, if they're doing the song you like, if they don't, if there's people making a racket, if your kids are up here dancing, if they're up here fussing, if you got babies crying, if you got if you got bills to pay, you got tax day last week. Here I am, Paul. What are you going to do now? Here I am. You're asking me to come. Now, will you worship me? Even when you don't feel like it. Yes, Lord, I will. And forgive me for not walking in here with the right attitude. Anybody been there? Am I preaching to the choir? How do we respond? It's time for a response. Let me just say this morning, y'all are doing good responding. Thank you. Y'all are doing good responding. Thank you. That helps me. That helps me. Fuels me. How do we respond? This is an awesome gift. How do we walk out of here with this? Number one, very simple. I'm not going to get deep on you. You receive. Would you please receive? Don't just come in here and sit. Receive. It's a gift. It's a gift. Maybe you're here just checking this thing out. I can't imagine my life without God's love. When you understand God's love, it includes a forgiveness capacity that will strain anybody's imagination. Sometimes I sit with non-believers, non-Christians, and explain what the Bible teaches about God's love, and here's what people say. I'm not worthy of that. And my response is, exactly. You're right. That's why it's called good news. We didn't deserve it, but yet God sent his son Jesus to die for us. Romans 5.8 says, God has shown us how much he loves us. It was while we were, were still sinners that Christ died for us. Not only does God know you, but he sent his son before you were ever even a thought. You, not before you were a thought of God's. I don't believe that time ever existed. But before your parents ever thought about you, he already sent his son. He was already showing his love for us 2,000 years before. He already had me in mind. He already had you in mind 2,000 years before he sent his son. Again, I say this all the time. Would you allow yourself to be wooed by God? Would you allow your mind to be blown one time? We can see some stupid forward on the internet and allow our minds to be blown. Yet we don't let the presence and the power of God move us at all. We'll send all these forwards to thousands of people. If you don't send this, you're going to go to hell. You know what I do with that? Delete. It will stop with me. I'm tired. I don't have time for this. Goodbye. Might have been a nice little story with amazing grace being played behind of it. No. By the way, don't send me forwards. You want off my email on my email list, I will delete you off if you send me forwards. I think God doesn't like the waste of time either. We can send these nice things that make us feel good, but where are you with the Lord? 
Where are you? God doesn't say clean up your act first and then come to me. He says come to me and receive it. If I pulled out a $100 bill this morning and said, who would receive this? People run up here. They'd have a mad dash up here. I could get people to belly flop in the baptismal. By the way, four more baptisms this morning. We've probably got three or four more coming in just a few more weeks. God's moving. God's moving. God's moving in the adults. He's moving in the kids. God's moving. But money is a love mask. We've seen that. Soon it'll fade away. But God's love won't. I have this imagine that wanders in my mind about God's love and that someday I'm going to meet him. Imagine with me for a minute that if you could write down every bad thing that you've ever done in your entire life in notebooks and say, God, and let's say God gives you the ability to remember everything you've done wrong, every bad thing, every sin you'd ever ever done wrong that you could write down. You know what? For some of us, it'd be a lot of notebooks. Amen? Imagine you take your notebook to God and he puts his hands, he puts his hands around your hands and then he drops them and he drop kicks them into a pile that says, forgotten. And then he walks to you and there's a party going on, a celebration. There's music and streamers and people hollering. People hollering. You know, when we don't allow God to take our wrong, we make the blood of Jesus void. We make it it in our lives useless when we hang on to those things that we've done wrong. When we say, God, you can't take this. I really don't believe you can take all these things that I've done. You are, I believe, spitting on God's face, saying your son wasn't enough. What, What a big thing for us to hang on to our sin. you hear me what 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 are we saying when we hang on to that and we don't give it to god we're saying jesus your blood wasn't enough i'm not going to say that god wants me free of it he wants me free of it church are you with me it's gotten quiet again thank you jesus we can repent repentance is a gift you'd better accept that every moment you can Repentance is a gift. But how do I know it's going to be like that, a party like that? Because Jesus tells us stories. He gives us three stories about a coin, a lost sheep, and a lost son. And guess what? Every, All three times, the coin, the sheep, and the son, when they're found, what happens? God rejoices. He doesn't rejoice because all the human pain and the suffering are gone. He doesn't rejoice because thousands have been converted and are now praising his name. He rejoices because that which was lost was found. And you know what? When the father, we see the picture of the father and the prodigal son. When the son comes back, the dad doesn't remind him of what he's done. He restores him. God's saying, don't clean yourself up. Come to me. I'll I'll help you. You can't clean clean yourself up without me. Don't try to clean yourself up without me because it'll just make a mess. You ever tried to clean a window with a dirty rag? That's a perfect picture. 
us in our own power is this dirty rag that you can't get clean. And we're trying to get our, our glass clean. And we can't do it. It just keeps getting worse and worse. God says, let me have the rag. Right like it is. Just like it is. And we'll do it. We'll do it together. When we're found. It's not just believing. John 1.12 says, But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave them the right to become children of God. All who believed and accepted. We can hear it. We can even believe it. But can we accept it? It is the right to be a child of God. That's what a Christian is. A Christ one. If you've never received God's love, are you waiting for a better deal? What are you waiting for? You don't have to repeat some mantra. You don't have to do the sinner's prayer. God knows your heart. We just know in our heart and we say in our heart or we say vocally, I like to speak. I like it to be heard. I like my ears to hear it and I like God to hear it. There's something powerful about speaking, but just saying, God, I'm here. I'm sorry. I need you. Save me. Save me, Jesus. Save me, Jesus. That's what being a Christian is. We realize the love of God when we begin to grow in that relationship with God. Maybe you're sitting here and you're already a Christian. You say, I've already received God's love. My challenge to you today is this. Would you rest in it today? Can you imagine going to bed knowing God's love and not worried about what you've got tomorrow? It's still going to be there. The great thing about your problems is you don't have to worry about them the night before. They're not going anywhere. They're going to still be there. God says don't worry about them. When we worry about them, we remove God from the equation. Can God handle your what 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 to God looks like a molehill to us looks like Mount Everest. Anybody been watching the Discovery Channel? It's all about Alaska this week. Man, seeing those mountains is just unbelievable. I've never been a big Discovery Channel fan, but all of a sudden I've gotten interested in it. Been watching this thing called Cash Cat. These people that pick them up on the in New York, and you get to play this big game show. But in in finding that little silly show when my kids are home and wanting to watch SpongeBob, I get it on Discovery Channel. We do sometimes. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 des I desire to go to Alaska not to, not to travel, not to go on vacation, but to find God. I need, I need reasons to go find God. I need my faith increased. I need, I need on, I, I'm, I'm want to be on fire. I feel like I'm on fire, but I've got to go looking for the fire sometimes. And I can stand outside and if I'll just take a moment, I'll find him. And if I don't find him, if I'll just take a moment, he'll find me. Thank you, Jesus. I can't get my stuff done. So be it. I believe God is doing his job. I believe he is doing his will. Church, I want to ask you, don't get discouraged. Hang in there. We are going to plow through. God is a God of moving forward, not moving behind. And what's important is that we don't operate by sight, but we operate by his word. 
And his word says we go forward. And I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. It's time to drop the mask. We'll pick it up right here. I, I, I don't want to promise you, but I believe we'll finish this next week. But number one, let's just try to do number one. What was that? Receive. Get in God's word and receive. When you read his word daily, don't just go through the motions. Say to yourself before you start, number one, the Holy Spirit is a teacher. Holy Spirit, teach me. Number two, Lord, I want to receive. I want what you have for me today to, to, to hit me. Somebody asked me this week, said, Pastor, is it strange that somebody at work asks me a question about God's word and it's in my next day's reading? that's God. Nobody else can do that. And God knows what's coming. God knows what's coming. How many times has that happened to you that your daily reading answers what you need for that day? A lot. In my life, more so than less. But I will tell you, though, even if it's not in there, even if I come to God with a question and I don't get it in my one-year Bible, God will give me the answer in me being obedient to reading His Word and seeking Him. It may not come in that reading but he will give me the answer. But I believe it's only when we get in, we, we allow ourselves to connect to the vine can the nutrients and the power flow down. Amen. Father, I thank you for this morning. I just pray for the, these people here, Lord, that we would receive God's love. Lord, I thank you for those children screaming in that room, Lord. Let the love of God be released over them, Lord. Let the love of God be released over them, Lord. Lord, these children need to learn your love, the Father's love, from our earthly fathers here. You have placed us here as a picture of you, Heavenly Father. And so many times as fathers we fail. But Lord, I ask you that we would turn to you. You are going to help us. You are going to equip us. Help us as fathers to show your love to our children. Lord, I ask you to show your love to us this week. Lord, I'm coming looking for it, and I can feel you, Lord. And I desire you. Now, Lord, move in this church. If those that are ministering would come forward, we're going to give you just a, a short opportunity right here. If you want to come up and be prayed for, we want to pray with you. If you happen to be here and have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we want to pray with you. I want you to know it's one of the easiest things that you can do. All we do is just with the right heart, we say, Jesus, I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. Come, Lord Jesus, and save me. If that is you, I want you to walk this aisle and let us pray with you. If you have a healing need, God's word says, I am Jehovah Rophi, the Lord, your healer. It also says in scripture that God never changes. The days of God healing are not over, church. The days of God's healing will be over when there's no need for heal, healing. Is there a need for healing? Yes, there is a, a desperate need for healing. There will come a day when we are taken up into heaven that there won't be any need for healing. But I thank you that we have an answer for today and what we're going through. If you're hurting, if you're hurting in relationship, you're hurting in finances, you're hurting in marriage, I want you to walk this out. Let us pray with you. Let's believe. Come up here and receive God's power in your life. In Jesus' name, amen.